Broadcasting from Edinburgh, Scotland, across the globe. You're listening to Hattrick and Ramsey Unleashed, the People's Podcast. Here to rock the podcast world. Good evening and welcome to another edition of the Hattrick and Ramsey Unleashed podcast show uh, on heartsonglive.co.uk and happy Easter to you all, whatever you are when it comes, uh, Easter weekend, Easter means to you guys, whatever you are in the world, if you're, whether you're uh, celebrating it or you don't, or you're just more the commercial side or you are the, the religious side of it. Um, but we do have a guest co-host um, on the show tonight uh, on the phone. From uh, you in London, I Jex Lee um, from Persona Abode, and we'll hear about about Persona Abode and what she does. Um, and it's not just uh, going turning up to home base and sitting in showers and baths just to sort of to sell the stuff. Um, but no, <laughs> we'll uh, come back to that. But welcome to the show, Jex. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing fine, thank you. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah, that's good. No, thank you for the uh, the short notice call. Appreciate that because uh, I was going to do uh, somebody else, but due to the with uh, a slight double book on her part, unfortunately we had to sort of swap things around to another time. Uh, but a shout out to Tammy and all the best, Tammy Francis Donaldson, and her talk that she's doing uh, where she is this weekend. But yeah, so it's all good. Um, so. Tell us, what have you been up to, what have you been so far, well, what have you been doing so far this week? You did have a birthday, didn't you? So tell us about your birthday saga. Yes, so I had a, yeah, a, a 30, I'm sorry, I can't say the rest Was of it. Was it 31st? You're going to say 31st, though. <laughs> <laughs> Something, anyway, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it kind of crept up on me. I wasn't quite expecting it, even well, at the same how, time. So, so how old was it? 30, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Can't, she can't even speak because she's uh, completely chokes her up every time she says yeah, her age. Yeah. <laughs> I can't, can't seem to say it. But, um, yeah, it was um, it was a day, it cost me quite a bit because I had um, a washing machine repair in the morning. Oh dear. But I had to fork out, so that was my birthday. It um, cost me more than I got in gifts, but oh fair enough. Um, but my daughters did take me out to a restaurant. Mm-hmm. Um, which was a sober affair after all, because um, I wasn't allowed to have alcohol. Because you, why, why was that? It well, to, to think I had that, no idea of me, uh, so they didn't believe that I was um, in my thirties. <laughs> it is. Uh, you think? I mean, you, maybe you think okay, the person who's serving you is having a specsavers moment and maybe needs new glasses or something. But you must think, hang on a minute, <laughs> uh, can you not just tell there's a slight difference in age here? That it's my daughter and here's me. Uh, you do wonder. You think they're a bit kind of hello. <laughs> Well, that's it. I mean, my da- my daughter is 18, and I've got 16 year olds as well, and um, she had ID, so she could actually be served. But as even as her mum, obviously, I might be underage. So it's quite not bad though being uh, ID'd it. You're on your birthday, even though you are le- totally legal to have a drink, which is not a bad thing. <laughs> but uh, maybe yeah, I suppose it's, it's not a bad thing, and yeah, I, I I like the compliments. I'm sure I'll get less as time goes on. But, <laughs> um, <laughs> but, you know, alcohol does make a birthday a bit more interesting. 
Yeah, well, it's uh, it's well. At least the main thing is you enjoyed yourself. That's the main thing, which is a good good thing. And uh, go from well, there. Well, I totally made up for it when I got home, anyway. So yeah, we bit of uh, I crack open without the window. Yeah. <laughs> so um, you're off. Well, we're not going to go too much. We we'll start off with um, give us a bit of an insight, a lot of an insight to what you do, but we'll go more into detail what you do. But first, before you give us an insight in what you do, tell us a bit about who you are and your kind of... You've done a lot... As you were just telling, having a, before we started the show, we uh, you were telling me about you've done work for the Church of England, you've done sort of recycling. Just tell us a bit about your previous sort of jobs and what led you up to doing what you're doing now. OK, so um, way back in the day, I used to live in Birmingham and uh, I used to work for a recycling company um, which I fell into because you know you um, fell you fell into the recycling right? that can't be yeah, beat just sort of a walking along time I've been covered in plastic a nightmare <laughs> well it's all paper and so you know it was at least soft landing <laughs> I, had, I had I had a fun two years of just being really eco-conscious and mm-hmm. um, telling telling a lot of businesses how to recycle their paper because recycling, recycling is a big thing now, isn't it? It's quite, I mean, especially for businesses, it's not just, I mean, it's, do you think it's quite cost-effective for businesses, these to all the recycling you have to do? Because are they getting very more stricter in recycling when it comes to businesses? Um, it's not necessarily cost-effective. I mean, it, it's getting cheaper um, as the years go by. But um, from an ethical point of view, you really should be recycling anyway and care about... Um, you know the outside worlds and and the future. So, you know, that's that's the angle I come from. It. Do you think with the recent well, the new payback of for bottle scheme in the on the news recently, that you when you basically you t- return your plastic bottles, you'll get some money back for it. Is that I think it's a good idea? It's if people can be bothered. I mean, it's good. It's a good idea and it's an incentive because you know, like when um, I was younger. I'm giving away my age a bit. Um, we used to have the milkmen, and you used to have to give your glass bottles back anyway. So yeah. the older generations, and you know, bit, you know, know, know how it works really. The younger generation were like, mm, can I be bothered to even go to a bottle bank to get my money back? Well, and I, it's not really tackling the issue of using plastic. True. Uh, I used to. Well, I used to. Well, for some reason, Iron Brew, the on the glass bottles. You, they used to they started it's only five pence this is going back as well uh, it started about five they went up to ten fifteen twenty it was about twenty pence or twenty five pence you used to get back for every glass bottle so you used to you save up your glass bottles basically you know they get a free one like you do with these little coffee sticker things at McDonald's for example and you get a free coffee after six um, but you used to collect them up and you'd Sometimes it'd be people who collect them big time, and you'd probably go into the shop and say, Well, you know, 10 quid, please, because <laughs> all these glass bottles. But there's certainly a wee bit of an incentive to uh, return them and get the cash, which is not bad. But um, I'm hoping, well, I suppose, I think it would be an incentive for some people if you're buying to go and get, if you can save up and you've got maybe. Maybe maybe some people are maybe not as well off, and they do buy juice or water, and they have to return the stuff, and they maybe can get some money back for food, etc. And stop them maybe going all the maybe have the effect on food banks as well. If you know what I mean, I don't know if that. What do you think of that? Yeah, I mean, I think it's a good idea. I mean, 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it kind of helps the problem in a way because it does give an incentive to people, you know, to not necessarily use as much, but then if they do use it, they get something back. But again, it's not really um, answering how much plastic we're using and where it all ends up in our oceans. So. Yes. I mean, I suppose when you've got this... Yeah. We're not going to use it. I suppose when you go to the supermarket, the packaging on things is pretty OTT, to say the least. When you Yes, and a lot of it's not actually recyclable either. Yeah, so uh, you think, yeah, they would think they would do more. I mean, I mean, especially, okay, take Easter eggs. You've got, when you go and buy chocolate, I mean, I look at the Easter eggs, I thought, well, there's just no much point of buying an Easter egg, because you're really just paying for the box and the design, and that's it. And the amount of chocolate you get in is you probably get more chocolate than buying a four bar pack or a massive bar of chocolate instead, if you know what I mean. Well, exactly. It's a, it's a little egg in a very big box and it's probably poor quality chocolate. Yeah. It's not the best of things. And if you do get a, a little um, gift inside the egg, it's probably half of what um, a regular size is anyway. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It is a waste. And I think they, they are, I mean, I look at them, I mean, a lot of places like Tesco's, Asda, Morrison's, or selling three eggs, they were selling a lot of eggs for buy one, get one free, then there's three, three eggs for ten quid. Um, I'm thinking maybe, well, that's not what I buy Easter anymore. I used to happily buy, I used to be go crazy on the mug Easter eggs. When you got a mug, and you, and you, everyone's got like a Whisper mug or a Cadbury's caramel mug or something, or. Uh, and you just used to collect them so if you, you'd never run out of mugs but you just end up a collection over the years and go right okay we've got too many mugs now and the, so you don't know what to do with them but uh, I think that they're was not the, they're not the prettiest of mugs no they're not the best <laughs> but they do the job and you, you, if you, they do the job in them which is not bad but um, yeah I think I, I think in general they don't really I think the mug easter eggs are the the, the, they are good, but they do the job for if you ever don't have any mugs handy, you just need to make a cup of tea, you know, uh, which is not too bad. But, yeah, uh, I mean, they're great for kids, they are great for kids yeah. in that way, and then kids get really excited about having loads of eggs and then stuff in their face, and then the parents having to deal with them being sick on the floor. But... <laughs> <laughs> so, so, with it being in a bit of recycling, um, what was um, I'm trying because I'm using my phone. I hope I'm getting. I'm just checking. I'm not getting messages. That's all right. Sorry. Sometimes just in case I'm <laughs> when you're using my. I'm not using the studio phone. I'm using my phone. Sometimes if people text me or message me, uh, just in case there's uh, something going on. <laughs> I have it. Do you, are you a football fan, by any chance? Just out of curiosity. You still there? Sorry, oh, are you, are you a football fan, by any chance? No. <laughs> you're, not, you're, not, you're not into football? Okay. That's... I have a daughter who is a footballer, though. So a footballer? Okay. Football. Does she um, play? So she plays She plays for um, Crystal Palace. She plays for Crystal yeah. Palace. And they were playing today yeah. against Liverpool. Are they? They were playing in the men's the men's one, the Premiership. They were playing yeah, the first game. Whatsoever. Um, so, yeah, I've been a soccer mum since she was seven. That's cool. So you turn it... Um, I've, I've turned up to way many football pitches than I've wanted to. <laughs> but am I a football fan? No. <laughs> I'm guessing standing in the when it's the winter and it's freezing and you're standing at the side cheating your daughter on, you're thinking, why am I here? <laughs> yeah, I'm just like wishing it, the game to finish and I can go home to warm. <laughs> 
the stocky clothes, but she loves it, and you know that's that's very much her passion and her career. That's good. So, yeah. Well, women's fo- women's football's picking up. It's getting better, and it's uh, getting more popular now. Well, there's a lot more women's teams. Uh, it's getting some of the standard in the women's team is actually better than some of the lower leagues of the guys team. To be honest with you. Well, yeah, it'd be nice if um, the pay actually reflect, reflected the much effort they have to put into it as well. But only time will tell if that happens. But hopefully, people will continue to support um, support women's football. Um, me, I'll pay her fees, but I won't actually turn up to any matches. But. I'm supporting it all the way. That's good. Well, we're going to take a wee break and take a play. When I survey the winter squad, because Easter, even though some, as I said, some people will celebrate Easter, some don't, some uh, are just more for the because of the kid, their kids. Um, we're going to play some when I survey the winter cross. And if you are listening to the show and Easter means something to you, you know maybe this whole song will be reflective for you. And we'll come back at uh, this. Uh, we'll come back after this song and uh, we'll be back after this. Well, just, just to let you know, uh, as I'm playing my song, you might find that you won't be able to hear me talk and I can't talk so I can't hear you because the music's loud. So just in case you're uh, wondering where I am, just in case you're still... Am I still there? Oh. Okay. <laughs> so you are still on. I'm just uh, having to uh, play my tune. Okay? It's a bit, uh, so it's a, bit, a bit of a longer version, but it is by Iona and it is when I survey the Wonders Cross and it's a celtic version. So we're back after this.
This is Guy R. Cook of the Guy R. Cook Report, and I hope you're enjoying today's episode of the Hattrick and Ramsey Unleashed podcast show on heartsonglive.co.uk. Fraser asked me, where are some tips? And I got some for social media. You want to give your listeners some freebies, some calls to action, some homework assignments, some curated content where you take helpful links from other bloggers and reputable sources, and give them some quotes now and then to help them out in their efforts, especially on Mondays. And memes, well, you can't deny that people don't like a good meme now and then. This has been Guy R. Cook from the Guy R. Cook Report. Remember, you can find us at HTTPS, whack, whack, the Guy R. Cook Report, .podbean.com And now back to the episode And welcome back to the Hatsuki Ramsey Lee's podcast show on Hearts Song Live And that was uh, Iona When I survey the Wonders Cross And that was one of our contributors Guy R. Cook from the Guy R. Cook Report podcast uh, Speaking of contributors We have uh, EileenSmith.com Who uh, supports us in what we do She will be providing us With some stingers like that uh, Regarding hints and tips On podcasting um, also have edmundusters.com uh, we can, if you like company likes to clean we also have cardealadvisor.co.uk if you're looking to buy a car um, you can if you're looking to buy a car you can go to uh, speak to Hugh who's our co- other main co-host um, of part of the show and if you're looking to invest in pay the right deal you can speak to him I've uh, also got ideasgolive.com who John Drummond who helps me with my website he does web designs if you're looking for a web web designer you can uh, check out his site and maybe give him a call uh, I've also got For Humanities by Shannon Griffin Shannon Griffin is a breast cancer survivor and uh, set up a t-shirt business uh, so you can speak to her if you speak, type in Shannon Griffin on Facebook or in the internet you will find her many platforms uh, with I create for Humanities and Survive and Thrive regarding cancer as well and we've also got uh, Donald Brandt which is littlebeecheese.com a t-shirt, it's a fashion design 
um, website where you, he designs stuff all over print fashion for women and men. So you can check out that as well. But uh, yeah, you've been listening to Hattie Graham's Unish podcast show on Hearts on Live. And Jex, how are you doing? Are you still there? Yeah, I'm still here. <laughs> That's good, good. I don't know. Um, that was just our contributors who support the show and what we do uh, and keeping connecting the radio station to not just in the UK but globally as we are an internet based radio station here in Edinburgh, Scotland so as we were talking about we've just been talking about recycling tell us um, your next job was the Church of England um, I was going to say Church of Scotland there but it could be a bit interesting uh, being working for the Church of Scotland in the Church of England um, <laughs> but yeah so tell us what you did in your job there and what and what was involved etc so surprise surprise I fell into that one as well <laughs> <laughs> okay go for it <laughs> and, um, yeah I haven't fell back out so I still do that um, so basically I um, repaired listed churches all over England um, from, you know nearby Scotland down to Devon um, which is 800 strong, um, just between me and one other person. Wow. So I, I look at a lot of churches um, inside and out, can be on, on top of roofs one minute or looking inside at the stained glass. But yeah, it's um, it's a different kind of job. Okay, so make it, so if staying obviously a lot of the buildings are listed, yes, and they have to certain there's certain criteria. I mean, okay. The church I do go to in Scotland, in Edinburgh, is a listed building. I think it's partly because the wall, the way it is, the building in general is like a, oh crumbs, when was it, 60s, 50s, 60s style building. But the wall, the way it was designed for some weird reason, basically it's not the most prettiest of buildings in generally. And if anything, I think you'd have, they'd probably have, a lot of people just happen to knock it down. Uh, but the whole, the previous where it is in Edinburgh, the previous it was like almost like a, like a hut type house. It was a long thing, like one of those kind of, kind of war prisoner war camp buildings shapes in a sense. But then they got it was actually called the Children's Church, and it was literally they collected pennies from all around the kids, and they built they saved money to build the whole thing. It's not the most say the most attractive of buildings uh, in the area. But it could, I think, because it's actually listed, so they're limited to what they can do, but they can do stuff inside, but just can't do stuff outside. And that's the days. It's so that's bizarre. But, I mean, it's, I think you get well, building... Yeah, there's different criteria for listed buildings. Yeah. Um, the ones that I work on are hundreds of years old, so, um, you know, they were there um, way before we had technology and stuff, so yeah. they've got significance in that way. And they're often in small communities, uh-huh. so people rely on them quite heavily. Do you ever find you get build buildings that are listed, and you wonder why? Why the heck are you listed? <laughs> you know yeah, I mean? some, some buildings aren't the best um, in in terms of appearance, but it's um, it's when events have happened there that you know, maybe there was um, someone contributed who was really famous or something. So. There's different reasons that, that buildings get listed. Because usually listed, Appeal. yeah, a lot of them can get quite run down and maybe not quite looked after as much as they should be. But you, you'd think if they weren't listed, they'd probably be 
more scope for repairing them quicker and better and keeping them more maintained because that's things being bought restricts the repairs. Well, yeah, I come to the process when they're in need of repair. So right. um, often they're, they're a bit shabby and rough around the edges. Um, but we, we bring them up and use um, practices that were how, how we built them back in the day. So, you know, way before our times, but we don't use any kind of modern materials or anything. We just use um, stones and, mm-hmm. you know, all that all that ancient stuff. So, like, <laughs> digging up walls and digging in some of the fields. So, like, we're sure there's stones under here somewhere. Let's dig and we'll find them. <laughs> uh, just <to laughs> So, but do you ever, I mean, you, you do see some older buildings that they do tend to stick well if they are listed or stick a slight modern aspect to them but maybe don't look the part look a bit so good grief yeah it's some can look really nice when they've got a nice modern um attachment to it others look really awkward um but that's something i wouldn't ever do with any of the church of england ones anyway if they want to do that yeah I think uh, in general, not out, out with listed buildings, but a lot of the general architectural designs of buildings that are going up in places around the UK, uh, some of them are, okay, let's say some of them are probably okay, a small percentage, but some are just darn slight <laughs> eyesore. I mean, what's your, a lot of them are just frame built and th- chucked up, literally, because either, or especially houses as well, and they just don't seem to fit in in the area of the general landscape. What's your thoughts on that? Um, I generally think some architects are on Prozac and they just have no idea <laughs> and um, they have no idea who human, what human beings are as well. I'm not sure they're actually designing buildings for people, so they're actually usable spaces. So, um, yeah, some people, some architects need to be shot. Others are perfectly fine. <laughs> so you're an architect, right? That's it. Get out there. You, can d- <laughs> you want to get your last words? <laughs> and I've talked to quite a few architects. If any of them hear that, um, sorry. <laughs> uh, well, well if, um, if you annoy Jexley, she's going to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I, I do. Yeah, I look at some of the buildings going around Edinburgh, and I go, "Good grief, what are they trying to do? It's just making a complete mess, a mess of yeah. it." And especially yeah, if it's, it's a capital like city or something, blocks. it's horrible. Sorry, go ahead. I'm talking away here. <laughs> no, right. Some of them look like Lego blocks and stuff like that, and it's okay if you're a kid. If you're an adult, you really should be building something a bit better. Yes. And, uh, they don't. I don't think they even notice what's around them. To be fair, I mean. You know, architecture could should blend in a bit more with where it's built, but yeah, some people just want to build an eyesore. So fair it enough. is pretty bad to say the least. It is, uh, but what I was, but just for those who are listening, I was talking to Jake's just before the show, and I think I think I was thinking of her name. Her name is quite a kind of catchy. It'd be quite cool for a US crime drama sort of detective if she was a detective and solved lots of crimes and I was just having a it sounds quite catchy and the new hit detective series US crime drama by Jax Lee is coming to your screens now uh, so I was just saying it's quite, quite a wee catchy name it's quite cool that you could uh, it is yeah it's, it's totally made up because I have a cousin who's we have the same initials and the same name and it's just yeah it's, I like to stand out and be unique so Jax yeah. is very individual. She's, it, yeah, people remember Jex more than Jessica because there's thousands in the world. Uh, true. Basically, instead of being, it could be the, instead of the next 
after having Jason Bourne, it can be the Jex Lee series. It's not as totally. Ah, yeah, that'd be quite cool. Just uh, a different chapter in my life. I know. <laughs> I, I I'm just picturing because I do watch a lot of crime dramas. I do. I'm a bit addicted to them, um, and uh, I've been watching American Crime as well. It's quite uh, quite intense. An intense one. It's quite good though. Um, but um, yeah, because picture you turning up to a crime scene. So who's that? It's Jexley detective. <laughs> I think I'm a bit too sarky for crime. <laughs> well, they're dead. Yep. Yeah. Aye. Oh well. <laughs> That's cool. But anyway, um, moving on. So before we go into the main part of what you do, persona aboard, I'm going to put our in our tune actually. Um, and it's just enlivening things up a bit. It is Easter, it is the weekend, it is Saturday night, and uh, let's uh, get a bit of um, Survivor on Burning Heart, which is a good one, based from the Rocky soundtrack. So if you're a Rocky fan, a Rocky 4 fan, you can uh, might like it. I was going to play an Irene Cara one earlier on, but I changed my mind. But uh, this is quite cool. Go back after this. I was not meant to happen, I pressed the wrong button very quickly, so do apologise for that. I will go back to my song, <laughs> which was The Burning Heart. <laughs> Just about to burst There's a quest for answers and I'm crazy. 
Some Live Radio. Edinburgh, Scotland's number one inspirational station. Welcome back to Hunter and Ramsey Lee's podcast show on heartsonlive.co.uk with our special guest, Cause Jex Lee. How's it going? It's still going good. Still good. Happy days. Good, good, good. Not dropped off the perch yet. <laughs> so uh, we're going to go into your um, the main part of what you do, uh, Persona Abode, and we will. You can. Uh, I'm going to play a bit of background music, actually. Which is, since I do think you are a super sleuth uh, detective, uh, Jex Lee. <laughs> this is your next, this is your next career move. <laughs> Start set watching the BBC or something. There's Jex Lee. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, not BBC. No, forget the BBC. Nah, nah. Oh. No, in fact, no. <laughs> Netflix. I would do Netflix. <laughs> do you ever watch? Do you watch stuff at all uh, on Netflix? Are you a TV person? Um, if I can stay awake, I do watch this. Um, I like I like Orphan Black. Um, okay. And and crime drama, anything that's Ooh. got a bit of blood and gore in it, um, I'm up for it. Have you seen Seven Seconds yet? I have. What do you think I of have. it? It was alright. It's not the best, but yeah, it was. Did it was they, right. Oh, I thought it, what I thought it was really good. That was very. It was slow. But slow for a reason. I thought, it was, I thought it was quite intense. I did enjoy it. I mean, what, what was what didn't you like about it? The slowness. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but but the the acting was quite really. I did think it was. I mean, it was. Yeah, it was. But they were saying it was very kind of morbid. A bit sort of always miserable. But the whole thing, I found it was very just good. They got you. I mean, I think after you have to get through. It's the kind of series you have to get past the first couple of episodes, if, or yeah, to get it, to, to kick in. <laughs> and yeah, you've got hang on in some of these episodes, but yeah, it was kind of just like dragged on, and then it kind of got interesting. It was like, oh, okay, I get it now. And so, the case. Yeah, and the, and yeah, the chemistry between obviously the act, actors is Mike Mosley and Claire Hope Ashitai, um, who, well, who's London, she's from London, but obviously Ghanaian background, um, and she's she looks like 30 years and, and Mike Mosley, but the, so if, his name was Fish and she was KJ, it was quite a good character, and it was good how it was how they kind of it was really, really good. I mean, he was he was he just got better as he went into the. As the series the series went on, as the the first season, you know, as the episodes, I don't know what you're sort of any, I mean, apart from being slow, what else? Did, I mean, what give us some positives and what you thought about it? Um, yeah, I I liked how they developed the characters in the end. It was like the first um, episode was kind of it was very much a pilot episode. You could really tell, yeah. And it was like, where are you going with this? But um, as it it went on and pieces started fitting together. Mm-hmm. I liked how you know all the stories kind of um, combined and made sense. So yeah, that's what I really liked about it. I did. I, I thought. Yeah, I enjoyed. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. That's right. Netflix is quite good at um, making you you know want to hang on a bit longer until it gets exciting. Yeah, I do like my crime dramas. I do. Well, the ones I generally watch in crime, I watch sure. We've talked about this before, but I like Chicago Fire, Chicago PD, Chicago Med. I do SVU in Chicago. Then. <laughs> yeah, like like these kind of. They did have a Chicago. Um, it was the law one, but it didn't really. Only lasted one season. It wasn't really that great, uh, so they ditched it. Um, but it, SVU Blue Bloods, 
uh, Blind Spot. Um, I've been watching Taken, which is the TV series version, which is good. Uh, Brian Mills, I've got special sets. So yeah, it's, it's good actually. First season is quite good. It's got a little bit hard, quite hardcore actually. It does say certainly. Uh, this is good. Um, what else? I mean, like my Marvel, Marvel so like a little bit of Supergirl, but kind of watching the Flash. Oh yeah, I love Marvel. Marvel's my thing. Aye, so, that's cool. So like, I like all that kind of stuff. It's all good fun watching it. It's fantastic. I do get addicted. I just like sitting glue myself to binge watch all these things. But American Crime's good as well. I've been binge watching it the first series of American Crime, which is a similar storyline, similar idea storyline to so maybe seven seconds it is about the sort of the race factor and it's quite in the whites and the the blacks and things and the hispanics and mexico and things it's quite it is that sort of kind of background again highlighting that but it's also got regina king in it as well american crime from seven seconds so uh but very good to watch as well it's quite intense but it's a little bit it's not as slow but still it's quite that sort of the way they build up kind of thing so i recommend that um, what did I see the other day? I saw, I can't remember, it was It was with um, Justin Timberlake's wife. I have no idea what her name is. Um, oh, it's Jessica Biel. That's it. Oh, it's the same name as me. Hi, oh, same Hi. I can't remember the, the show that she was in, but it was really good. Um, it's on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Um, what is it called? Um... I don't know, but yeah, it started off um, bloody, so that's I think that's what it means. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like a bit of blood. Great. Yeah. I told you, that's what I'm saying. You need to be a, I think acting a crime scene detective is just your thing, or maybe a medical examiner. Yep. <laughs> yeah, there was, there was actually a series on Netflix as well. I think it was called The Cleaner or something like that, and it was um, this guy who went around cleaning up all these murder scenes. And that was really interesting, probably because there was a lot of blood in it as well. I did. As well. And I, I do like hygiene, so... <laughs> <laughs> I did actually think about it. I'm, I'm so... I've gone off and on the idea of actually you can do a training course to become a crime scene cleaner in the UK, but it's just not quite as popular as in America. Because okay. there's... Yeah, you can. Is if you, you Google it, it's down south somewhere. There's a couple places and you do a course that... Uh, and you become a crime scene cleaner, you maybe get the jobs cleaning up the blood and the police cells or something, or uh, you can, but there's probably not that many crime scenes really in the UK like there is in America, probably, so uh, which goes on. So, um, I, think, I think quite a few murderers clean up for themselves, and then, so. yeah, aye, okay, I'll, I'll just, I've just killed somebody, I'm just going to clean them up. Hang on, mate, have you got to check the bleach under the cupboard? <laughs> uh, so, uh, but no, it's all quite, um. Yeah, you can do it. So I've thought about it. I thought, mm, yeah, that should be quite intriguing. Uh, but uh, I don't know, they never quite materialised. Anyway, let's get, I digress. Return, uh, let's talk about. Um, I'm going to put a bit of Magnum PI in the background since it is uh, this trusty 80s. Uh, I not showing our age or anything. So tell us, Persona Abode, tell us how it all kicked off, what got you into it, and uh, what you actually do. Well, there's quite a few things that got me into it. I think it's partly because I had a childhood um, which my mum just loves interiors. She's not a designer herself, but um, she dragged me to every furniture store ever and we had catalogues and stuff and that's why I kind of just like created my wish list when I was older. And, you know, especially the Argus catalogue, I just like, sat there and was like, yeah, I'm going to have this and that and that and that for my home. So I think that was one of the first things that... Um, ignited my passion for interior design 
But um, on a sudden note, um, it was the domestic violence violence that I saw as a child and okay. self as an adult as well that really um, made me think about how important home is. Um, I think once when you have the safety and comfort of your home taken away, whether that's um, through homelessness or just because you're experiencing abuse, um, you understand just how much um, the home um, affects how you feel about the world and how you show up in the world. So that was my um, initial motivation to really get into interior design, not just to make things pretty, but also to make people feel safe and um, yeah, comfortable in their own space. Okay, tell us a bit more, obviously when you get clients or the people you are in, tell us a bit more in depth what you do when you go into somebody's home or and apart from when you go to a DIY store and you, <laughs> you get chucked out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I occasionally go into the Toilets and all that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't, I don't do that all the time. <laughs> it's about a touch of toilet love, you don't mind. <laughs> <laughs> I'm touching public because I know that no one's really fat on it. But, <laughs> especially if my daughter's with me, I will do it even more, just to embarrass her. Okay. But, um, um, yeah, when I go into clients' homes, it's finding out about them and what their needs are and of course everyone has different needs and different motivations for wanting interior designer but um, I'm there to help them up their wellness right. help them um, its functionality use their spaces as much as um, in the, in as effective as it can be especially like nowadays we don't live in big houses and people you know have to live in box rooms and um, you know, very small confined spaces that being a functional space makes you know makes use of every bit of space you're paying for really so um, I go from that angle and also um, the wellness um, having materials around you that connect you to outside and um, so even if you're unable to go outside you know, you can still feel connected to what keeps us calm and sane and, you know, having materials that aren't going to give you cancers and lung disease and, and whatnot through chemicals that we're bringing into our homes. So I'm looking at interior design um, as a way to make you healthier and live your best life. And then you can go out into the world and, you know, be confident and happy and, you know, successful. So what kind of, uh, when you say chemicals or thing, give us an example of what kind of chemicals people would bring into the house that would affect them and what you, when you come in you go, bin, 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 and let's start again. Oh, don't that bin, recycling. Recycling and sharing It can be anything really, if you're buying a carpet, carpet is often sprayed with lots of chemicals um, to keep um, the materials supple or clean, so you're, you're um, what you have is a buildup of gases in the atmosphere when yeah. you bring things home and you're breathing in that. Um, it can be in your headboards, it can be um, in your paints, in your wallpapers, your glues, and your cleaning products, as well as the food that you bring in. So, you know, every time you bring in anything into your home, you are also bringing a ton of chemicals which you're breathing in and um, 
we we do have a problem. Um, a lot of ch children and older people have breathing problems and um, skin diseases and all sorts and stuff, which um, can be triggered by all the chemicals that we're bringing into our home. So by eliminating that, or at least um, using less, you know, we can help our house and then live, you know, a better life. So if you want to live a super healthy life, um, Jex is your lady, um, and she will uh, basically ditch all the dreadful stuff which is causing you to have problems with your health, if you do. But uh, what would you substitute them with? Not plastic, for one. Okay. Um, more eco-friendly um, materials like woods, um, what hasn't been you know, treated to death with chemicals and hemp, bamboo, cotton, you know, things that are small, better for the environment, better for the people who's making the products in the first place. So obviously, if the chemicals are coming to your home, when people are making these products as well, they're also um, susceptible, sorry, susceptible to the same kind of chemicals. So it just helps the planet and people in general if you use best products. Okay. What other suggestions would you do or say to people for people who are listening to this to give them uh, hints and tips of what to do if they are doing it themselves? Um first plan what you're what you're gonna do with your space. No some reason, um, when I'm not climbing to bathtubs in DIY stores, <laughs> I actually do, <laughs> do notice a lot of people. Do you have like one of these posters on doors and shops to say, listen, if this world comes in, she might want to climb in the bath. What, don't let her in, she's barred. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do. One, one day they might bar me. Yeah, a lot of people just go into stores and then be like, oh, what paint colour should I choose? And it's like, well, you know, you haven't really taken into consideration um, the effects of colour on in your own home, the light that you're you've got access to. So you really need to plan inside your home what you're going to do. Get advice if you need to. You know, don't just like pop it out on. Some people just pop it out on social media. Say, oh, what should I do? And people don't. People are just going to give you, you know, their two cents, but don't actually really care. So, you know, get someone who's, you know knows what they're doing and has your best interest at heart and go from there shop wisely shop you know make a list stick to your list as much as possible get a budget and then execute you know don't no, you know don't just buy stuff and then pop it in your house and that's why it looks all haphazard and then you can be a clutter bug Okay, well, we're gonna, before we we're come back, uh, quick, one more last song by Jennifer Knapp, and it's Diving. Uh, we'll come back, we'll do some final thoughts in general by Jex, uh, the detective, a USA crime drama on Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I everyone's going to start that. I'll try and hashtag Jex Lee for Netflix, detective. That's, everyone's going to have to start that. But as soon as we get off this, and people, well, the people who are listening to this, you said you'd listen to tune in they'd be hashtagging Jake Sleeve Detective <laughs> if it gone you never know you never know I know <laughs> <laughs> like, just fell into it <laughs> <laughs> superb superb right okay well we just a, okay, we're about to shout out to some of the people who were going to listen and they are tuning in 
was uh, Lynn, who does. Uh, I I'm not going to pronounce your second last name. Was Lynn, who does uh, makeup and face masks when she's standing in her bathroom, uh, which is always interesting. Um, and she, <laughs> she likes she's doing. There's um, a. Forgot her name. I forgot Tracy Durant. That's what I was trying to think. Yes, she said you tune in. How are you doing, Tracy? If you're listening, how are you doing? And to I know. So if you're listening, listening, hopefully you've enjoyed what you've been our general chit chat. And uh, Shannon Griffin, anybody else who's out there who's listening, uh, hope you're having enjoying the show. And you've maybe picked up some hints and tips on how to uh, declutter your house a little bit, make it more eco-friendly and uh, less toxic. Toxic to your. Uh, your uh, health but uh, we're back after this and we'll get a close out from uh, Jex and we'll uh, call it a night and we'll be back after this careful what you say careful who might hear Someone else inside the universe can write it down And you'll be hearing it for years Don't fear, don't fall Just turn and face the wall I'm like a convict with my hands locked over my head I'm a dead man walking I'm so tired standing on the edge of myself You know I'm not Welcome back to Attic and Ramsey's podcast show on Hearts on Lies. Hold it, you keep my teeth in there. You have been listening to us. Uh, if you are listening to us and you want to re listen to the show, uh, you will be able to hear it on a podcast, um, which will be out 
on, um, being shared on Facebook. You can go to podbean.com and search Hattrick and Ramsey Unleashed. You will find the replay of this show. Uh, so, Jex, thank you for being a part of the show. No problem. And, uh, and that very evening was a bit short notice, so I apologise. It's great to have you coming, letting us know you were free and uh, giving up your Saturday for us, and hopefully you enjoyed it. So give us some final final thoughts uh, about where people can find you, if they want to book you, they want to get you into your house. Do you travel out with where you are, or you, if they were, or do you just stick yep, to the home? Flexible. Yeah, I'm London-based, but I do um, in-house and online interior design. So you can be anywhere in the world, to be fair. And I can come into your home virtually and design your space. Cool. And I can be found at www. Can I remember my own website? com. And surprisingly enough, um, on social media, my handle is Persona Abode, wherever you look. Okay. So we will have uh, her website in the show notes on the podcast uh, and the blurb underneath. So you can be able to go directly her, to her website if you are tuning in again um, to the podcast and you'll be able to connect and find out a bit more information on what Jex does, etc. So. Uh, give us so what are you up to the I'm going to play a bit of like, like superhero stuff I'm going to play Superman theme tune this day uh, so what are you uh, up to the rest of your weekend so I'm going to be knee deep in wallpaper and blue because I'm actually I'm doing it on my own home I've got my hallway has been a mess for a while because okay. I've been trying to get my house to look like that it's definitely eco-friendly <laughs> 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 so I'm going to that's cool. Well, I'm just going to be. Well, tomorrow is actually. I'm actually going to work tomorrow, technically, but I do have invoices to do the boring part of being self-employed. Um, yeah, you things to do as well. Yeah, so I need to do that tomorrow. I'm also helping a friend, my, the analyst who is contributes to the show. Um, he's moving. Some boys moving, helping stuff move into his new flat. Um, and if he has been listening to this, maybe it's, he'll be checking if it's eco-friendly or not. Um, but uh, he has been picking. He just he lives. He uh, lives in the area of Edinburgh, a quarter mile, which is quite prestigious. It was the old Edinburgh Royal Infirmary Hospital site, with quite a high quality. Uh, I'm going to ditch that sign because it's annoying me. Been to Scotland, actually, just saying. So. You've not been. You have been. No, I've never been. You've never been. You have to get yourself up here because maybe you can uh, expand your brand a bit. You know. Well, it's, it start, I mean, it starts getting cold when you get to Leeds onwards, so <laughs> I'm a bit scared. Well, it, does, it's not been, it has been chilly this weekend, and the weather-wise, it hasn't been the best. Um, during the week was not too bad, it was relatively warm, but it's got a bit rubbish again. But uh, in the week going forward is hit or miss. Uh, I think we're not quite, the jet stream's not quite behaving itself for everybody at the moment. Um, so... The sooner that decides to go further north, the better, and we can start getting some nice tr- this Spanish heat wave coming up through the jet stream. Does it reach that far? It does. Well, you do get sort of the continent hot weather. Sometimes we get a bit of a heat wave. We do sometimes get nice hot weather, which is great. Hence why last year was really hot for London. Like you were kind of baking. You are getting we were sometimes warmer than a lot of the places that should be warm, if you know what I mean. And... Uh, it's great, yeah, it's all about the jet stream. The jet stream is, as long as it stops the Scandinavian sort of colder weather coming down on us. 
Hence why we had that all that snow because of the jet stream. So it was yeah, what's your hottest month? Uh, if see, it, it's bizarre. May and June can be all right. Then it starts to get well. May can be. We seem to have better weather in spring these days than we do in summer. So, but we do get pockets of hot days. But I think depending on how they forecast it going forward this year. So it'll be interesting to see how that kind of kicks off when it comes to the weather-wise this summer in the UK. But uh, hopefully it'll be nice. We'll get some relative. See, the problem is you're self-employed, you're working, you're in this scorching hot. Everyone's kind of taking days off, sunning themselves, baking. Um, <laughs> and we're just sort of sweltering, working away. And, right, OK, why cannot just be where you are, sitting, relaxing in the sun? <laughs> but I'm like sweating like a turkey in the oven kind of thing. Yeah, so. actually, I don't really like extreme heat anyway. But um, I'm not into um, extreme cold either. But yeah, yeah. When when it when it seems to warm up, I'll, I'll think about making a visit there. It's not too <laughs> bad actually. But probably I thought your your place would be like the festival time up here, especially Edinburgh Festival, or maybe you get a lot of contacts. You got a lot of famous people up here as well. So uh, in Edinburgh Festival, uh, maybe. Cool. And you, I think you like your alcohol in Scotland. Well, I, I don't drink personally, I don't, uh, but they, they do like their sort of plenty of drink up here. Yeah, you'd be certainly would be stuck if you wanted to have a, a taste of the Scottish um, delicacies. Cool, well, maybe if I bring my ID, I'll be served there. Yeah, maybe, <laughs> uh, bring an ID, you should be all right there. Uh, if you go to Glasgow, you might get a thing called Buckfast, which is kind of a bit the usual kind of common drink over there. But anyway, not to promote alcohol or anything on the radio station. <laughs> <laughs> Drink, please drink responsibly, wherever you go. Uh, so, so uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> yes, and uh, make sure you take your identification. But uh, yes, anyway, uh, listen. Uh, wrapping up there. Thank you again for being a part of the show, and we'd love to have you on again in the future. Um, and hopefully, you enjoyed it. You didn't, uh, not going to be scarred for life. No, I won't. I mean, I think my um, my clothes are a bit sweaty. <laughs> It's a nice, nice, nice thought to end the show. Jake's is a bit sweaty. Is that the beauty of being on radio and no one can see? I know. So, it's a nice thought to end. You were biting your nails earlier, weren't you? Because you were a bit nervous, weren't you, coming on? I was, yes. Thank God I don't pay to have any on. I just, yeah, they're just, they're just bad. Right, okay, that's cool. But anyway. To everybody listening, thank you for listening wherever you are in the world. I hope you have a great Easter weekend, wherever you're up to, with family, friends, etc. And don't eat too much chocolate uh, and make yourself sick because you want to eat your Sunday dinner uh, or lunch or whatever you're having. Uh, but as I say, thank you again, Jex, for coming on. And uh, to everyone else out there, take it easy and uh, have a good one. We'll be back next week. Yeah, thank you. Stay tuned to my quantum.